PID, uh, I feel like you you guys steadily evolved in your sound and got better and better. Now, yeah. was, was that more of a way to kind of keep up with how hip hop was changing over the years? Or was PID legitimately like, hey, it's a new year and we're better artists now, like we're learning and, and we keep going? Well, I, for me personally, I had a philosophy that I'm an artist. And so uh, I, I remember like having a, an infatuation and a love for hip hop. But I also remember like the time, the moment that I fell in love with hip hop and, and in, in any kind of art, like uh, if I can use it in a metaphorical term, you know, you fall in love with that spouse and you just want to become better. Every, every, every day is a new day, you know? And the only thing that I'm challenged with is how did I love you yesterday? Okay, how can I top however I loved you yesterday? I want to love you that much more. And so every year, yeah, as rap continued to evolve, we continue to strive to evolve. And so much where we started out, like I remember starting out and there were no Christian DJs. There were no Christian like producers. And especially in when we started out in the late 80s, like, you know, we it was taboo to even get with someone that was quote unquote not a Christian to do your beats, you know. So a lot of it we tried, we just kind of learned on our own. I was a kid, I'm a nerd as well. So I was a kid learning the drum machines and the samplers and all of that. And uh, you know, our first album, we had some people do a lot of the stuff for us. Our second album, we trusted some people that the record labels said, trust us, we got some people that'll give you some of that deaf sounds you want. By the time we got to our third album, we were like, look, yo, don't even ask. We'll do it ourselves. So as, as we continue to grow, we just continue to evolve with the art form. And the art form was good to us. We wanted in turn to be good back to the art form. I know how hard it was to tour, you know, as a solo artist back then. I remember you guys just talking about you know, barely having any money. And sometimes people would be like, like, yo, why the heck are we doing this? I'm out. So like how much, how much harder was it, I guess, for the, for people who are watching this to actually tour as a group when you have multiple mouths to, to feed and multiple people with families and uh, different arrangements. Cause you need bigger space. You know, what, yeah. what was that like? Well, if anything, you could say it was definitely hustle. It was serious hustle you had, but it was a, a, a combination of like serious hard hustle, but serious love for the art form. Like you had to really like love the art form enough to where like life would get so hard, the bills would be so high that you're like, yo, I'm gonna quit. It's, it's, it's answer to your question. You know, he was asking how, you know, you know, as a solo artist, it was hard to go out there and make it. How in the world did you guys make it as a group? And I said it was two things. It was it was mad hustle, serious hustle, and it was serious love. Like there were been plenty of times where we just said, "I'm quitting." I've told you three or four times, "I'm quitting," and and and, and he was like, "Okay, I quit, and I'll see you in the morning at eight o'clock because <laughs> we're gonna quit tonight. I'm gonna quit over the weekend. Monday morning, we're gonna be back at this, or it would be something like this. Especially when we're talking about the love of the art form. You'd hear somebody do something bring something new out, an album, and then that 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 thing, you get inspired and you're like, you know what? I got to figure a way out. I'm just going to work two extra jobs. I'm going I'm to sell some extra t-shirts, you know, on the side. And a lot of what uh, what really made us was the hustle and was the love, you know? So we had the love for the art form. 
uh, going out there rocking real shows, really, really becoming great MCs in our own sense and in our own right, and then just finding a way to make it. So that has been what we have doing. I mean, it's, that's that's what an artist does. One of the things that I'm actually really interested in is, you know, you guys spent like a decade or more, and a lot of you guys spent this time touring as Christian hip hop artists, trying to create something that didn't exist. So like when you guys stopped, said, okay, we're not going to do this anymore. Like what was next? Like, what did you guys do next? You had just spent all this time creating something, building something. And then what did life look like after hip hop and touring and ministry? Only ask a couple ways. There's a couple ways you can hit that. Uh, uh, one way I'll say the first one is for, for, for me, uh, what I said is I'll stop doing it probably on this platform. In, in a real, real sense for my life, I've been blessed. I've never stopped doing what I was doing. I just do it in different venues and in different platforms. So I st- I've been right. <laughs> I, I, I traveled. I was blessed to be able to, to travel for close to 15 to 20 years, even if it's just traveling, speaking in camps and speaking at schools and, and doing, going and just doing it. So it's like it's never stopped. I just necessarily didn't do it in particular venues. So that was one for me. Um, and so I just continued to do it. And so it just like I said, just continue hustling continue loving the craft and loving the art and just doing it that that's kind of my answer either one of y'all yeah well I, I would concur I never stopped either it was just a different um a level of the gospel rap I moved to Dallas during the time of our time together and what I was able to do was to start an independent label um and at the same time promote some of the other up-and-coming um individuals and groups that were were at that time, 96, 97, cross movement was beginning to get hot. I had the opportunity to, to bring them to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. KJ52 was hot, was able to bring him down. Um, Corey Red and Precise. So there were different artists. And so the platform for me changed to where I was able to, to help to promote what the next tier of, of artists were in a particular region that was different from, you know, my hometown as far as New York was concerned. And I, as Fred said, you know, it was just different platforms that I continue to, to, to do what I do as far as being an MC, being a minister and things of that nature. And of course, it, and so far as the profession of things, you know, God's hand on the, the situation was it opened up for me becoming a, a youth pastor and then going on to become a senior pastor. So, um, but the artistry and, and and all of that 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 didn't stop. It just it didn't stop. So, and that may be a shift because you did some some, some different some, as far as like with, when you were doing chef, you was doing it in schools. So well, like for 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 me, you know, as far as when when the touring was over, it was a little bit different because when I was with PID when we were together on the road, I had three young children and a wife that was pregnant. Right. And so uh, when I left the road, it was because, uh, you know, I had to go and take care of my family. Uh, You know, uh, so I've always been a performer. So what I, what I just did was I just changed my performance to a, to a, to a better father. And um, Mm -hmm. I'm a chef and now I perform in kitchens and people's homes and, in restaurants and, and, and all those type of things. So, um, but you know, now I'm back in Dallas. Just moved back to Dallas in May, and and, and linked up with Fred and, and and Rich, and you know, we just been doing what we've been doing. Just letting the Lord just lead and guide what the next steps uh, 
are for us. I mean, I think we all have a pretty good, stable uh, work environments yeah. where, you know, we can take care of our families mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, you know, now the next best thing, next thing is, you know, what's next, yeah. um, you know, amongst all of us. So, you know, as a person that had to go, you know, because it was tough, mm-hmm. it was real hard. real hard. It was really, really hard. But, um, you know, now, you know, we're older, I'm here, and and, and this is a great, great opportunity to do this. So, you know, we'll continue, and I know I'll continue to do the things that I'm good at, which mm-hmm. is running my mouth. So, <laughs> as As you were coming up through music and, and kind of being the first people to do things along with, you know, your you know, your contemporaries. Did you guys know that that you were making history or doing something that down the road people were going to look back and say, hey, you know, who is the first person to do this? Or who is the first group to do that? Or, you know, walk these lands that were never walked before? It's a great question. Uh, I would probably say just like most people that did it. Yeah, we had no clue. We were just young and dumb. You know, just <laughs> let's get out and do it. I remember being probably about 19, 18 or 19 years old. I remember being on the backside of the Bible school that I went to. They had a track in the back of the Bible school. And I remember walking that track and praying. I used to pray on the backside of the track back in the woods. And I remember being in the woods once and saying and listening to some rap and saying, God, somebody's got to do some Christian rap where kids, when they're, when they're, you know, all of us love to rhyme. When kids are rhyming, they can rhyme on something that's going to be good, that's going to be positive. That's the word of God. Somebody's got to do that. And I, and I like to say it like this. I used to say, and God spoke to me. And, and, and I think he did. But uh, I, I like to say it like this in a humble way of just saying, I think God spoke to me. Uh, when I look at, you know, 30 years later, I really much more do think it was. But I think that God said right then, so why don't you do it? Why don't you do it? And I was like, okay, let's go. Let's do, let me try it. And of course I was scared. Of course I was like, is this going to work? Of course I was like, I don't know if anybody's getting this. Uh, I tried to shift a lot of times. I shifted the way that I look at stuff. I'm an optimist just by nature. I really am. And so as a result, like I thought, you know what? I may not get a Grammy, but if I get a granny (laughs) telling me, baby, and I've had this before. I've had grannies come up to me and say, baby, I don't understand what you said, but I know, I know you're making a difference. Partner, that was my Grammy. Yes, sir. That was it. I was like, that's all I need and let's go. And so I did not, we did not know that we were like the, the first ones to do this, the first ones to do that. I know that we so, so like a lot of people told us why it can't happen and why it shouldn't happen. But, you know, we just saw a lane and we were like, let's just go for it. We got energy. We're young. We didn't know, you know, how many ways you can fail. Right. So we were just like, let's just go do it. Yeah, there's a chance you can fail, but there's a chance you can make it. Let's go. And so we went out there and did it. Like looking back and at, at your careers, what, what you did individually, what you did as a group, what would you want um, your individual uh, legacies to be like what do you want people to remember you by when they look back and they look at PID and your and your body of work um you know what I would want my my legacy to be as far as being a member of PID is that the kids uh in my youth group at the time when I was a youth pastor and you know started rhyming just to get 
them something else to do besides we had to, you know, they wanted to, we wanted to take away the street rap, but you had to have an alternative. So the alternative was let's do something to get these kids connected. So um, just my legacy would just be, you know, those those kids, you know, that are grown now, you know, that are living, you know, their lives the way they want to live their lives and, 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 you know, serving the Lord. The majority of them are uh, in, in one form or another. It's just that I did something to try to just change a kid's life. And for the most part, the Lord did the work. I planted it. I put the seed in and, and, and Lord watered it and the Holy Spirit brought it out. And that's what I, you know, whether anybody else ever sees those kids, I know they're out there and I know they exist. So that's what I want my legacy to be as far as a Christian rapper. And I think that's where it's at. That's it. No that's it. They, they, they talk about you getting, you know, giving individuals their flowers while they're alive. And I think when we talk about legacy from my perspective, it's not too far from what Jay's saying. There's a lot of young people, you know, that when you think about the alternative and giving them the alternative and, and then being one gifted to do it, not just because you're just trying to do something, right. but you're gifted to do it and then to see the fruits of that labor. Um, that's already that's already a thing. And so the blessing of it is being on, on a platform like this just to be able to remember and recall at the same time, understand it did have an effect. It did have. So for me, it's like, just keeping in mind that that call that you got, that you didn't even know that it was a call, the gift that you had to be able to do this, the fun that you had while doing it, as well as the struggle. The issue is the lives that were changed because of it. And to be able to see that while you're still alive, not only within your own family, but then the, the, the extended family that God gives you through, you know, some dude feed person coming up to you say hey i remember that song and da, 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 da. and you're like where are you from <laughs> you know i mean that that's that's an awesome sense of accomplishment that when you speak about legacy while you're here it's, it's just it's just it's a payoff it's, it's a payoff like you said it, that's your grand mm-hmm. that's grand uh for oh, me oh, oh, go ahead go ahead go ahead I'd like a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll get a Grammy if I sound like Would it we all? <laughs> How I love you. How I love you. I don't want one of them. We didn't say man. We didn't say man. I don't want one of them. Participation Grammys. Good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which up to those that get the Grammys and all of that. That's good. You know, um, I, for me, I would say this, you know, the five albums, B.I.D., five, yeah. the five albums that we did. And then after that, I worked on a project and it was uh, and it was just a dream. It was a crazy dream of mine to take the book of John and put it into rap verse by verse. And so I did the entire it took me like th- two and a half, almost three years to actually pin into hip hop language and into spoken word every verse of the book of John. And I remember the day that I finished it, that I finished it, and then I went out to go run, and I I go out jogging, and I'm feeling really good, like I'm feeling kind of proud of myself, right? And so I, I kind of say this under my breath, what will Fred Lynch do next? And, and I think the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and I think this is what he said. I think he said, the next best thing that you can do is multiply yourself. Multiply yourself. 
And so when I think about my legacy, like I remember when we first started and I looked around and thinking whoever did anything as crazy as we're doing like hip hop. And there were a couple of people that did some crazy things in different venues or genres. Like Leon Patillo was out there, like just doing his thing in sequence and, you know, J-E-S-U-S, you know, but he was doing his thing, right? Res band, resurrection band. Man, I remember going to a res band and if anybody like imprinted on me to put, leave it all on the stage when you do a show, Glenn Kaiser freaking resurrection band. I, I wouldn't even enter rock and roll. He pulled me into rock and roll. Cause I saw him on stage and I was like, that's how you do a show. And it was all for God. And so it was several people. I didn't know these people, but they were legends to me. If I want anything from my personal legacy, I would hope that people do like I did with them. I stood on their shoulders, even though I didn't know them, I knew their legacy. I saw what they did. I said, okay, they did that. I'm gonna stand on that and I'm gonna take it further. If there's anything that I would love to see happen, is I would love to see someone take what I've done and take it further. Take the baton and go further, do better than I ever could have done. And uh, and let's glorify God together in the end. I think that's the key though. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot that a lot of individuals that are taking it further. That's it. But that last part, I think that that becomes key. Bringing glory to God. Yep. Your God's glory where, in the that's end. where the ultimate influence comes yeah. from yeah. in regards to well, why you're doing what you're doing. You're trying to get a Grammy, you're trying to get paid, you're trying to be a superstar. You could do that, but that's not taking it further. That's just doing what everybody else is doing. doing what everybody else is doing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, um, yeah, it's that. So that's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up, Jay. That's what's up. Aren't you glad the Holy Spirit didn't tell you to do uh, the book of numbers next? That, <laughs> oh, that, that, Leviticus. Leviticus and, numbers and, are. Leviticus and emo rap. <laughs> yeah, that would work now, maybe. Try it out. I prepared like a lot of these questions a long time ago, and I don't remember why I have this question here, but I'm going to ask it. I think it's for Fred. Who is who is Doug Trey? Who is Doug Trey? Well, my middle name is Douglas. I'm a third. I'm Fred Douglas Smith's third. So Doug Trey, I'm Doug Trey. Okay. Uh, and for me, hip hop names for the longest, like, I never did like my name coming up. Fred Lynch. That's just an oxymoron. The name Fred is a German name that means friendly. Lynch, we know what that means. Okay. And I just didn't like them. I thought I'm the second kid in my group, my family. Why did I come up? My dad's name is Fred and his dad's name was Fred. And I just like, it's just a throwback name. Why do I have to have this name? I didn't like it. I wanted a cool name. And so in hip hop, when everybody was getting their special names, I thought, okay, I'm Doug. I'm a Trey, uh, Doug Trey. And I put that together. And I lived with it. And I liked it. But, you know, just like, you know, I like to joke around like Gandalf. We went from Gandalf the Gray to Gandalf the White. You know, I changed names for a while. I was Son of Man or whatever. I think I'm all of those. But in reality, at the end, I, I'm Fred. I'm Fred Lynch. You know, so yeah, I'm Doug Trey and I'm Fred Lynch. And to some, I'm daddy. And to some, I'm baby, honey. Only to one, I'm honey, baby. <laughs> Make that right. Get that right. Good work. Good work. <laughs> to one, I'm honey, baby. To, to two, I'm daddy. <laughs> to many, I'm just old Fred, you know. 
and, and to some I'm friends, you know. So so I answer to all of those names, man. It was fun to do. And once again, for the love of the art, big shouts to uh, Gigi Rodriguez. Uh, still, we're going to do this one dedicated to all the fallen soldiers from QP to Solo to yeah. Mike to D-Boy. Much love because they rocking up in heaven. So, you know, we actually are a part of a community that transcends death. So we all going to rock tomorrow. Yes, so that's what's up.